And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending upon it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. <clears throat> and I knew it not. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid. And he said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillow and set it up for pillars and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, I will be, if God will be with me, and will keep me in the way that I go, I will give, and give me bread, rather, to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. Wow. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I'll surely give thee the tenth thereof. I want you to pray with me right now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, help us right now. In this place. In this place. In this place. Help us right now. According to your word, God, help us. Bless us, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. And my title is, You're in the right place and don't know it. You are in the right place and you don't even know it. I want you to tell the person beside you, you're sitting on the highest seat and don't even know it. You are standing on holy ground and don't even recognize it. And the Bible said, Jacob 
had, the only inheritance he had was just a pot of soup. And I love soup. And you know I love soup. My mother-in-law know I love soup. My wife know I love soup. I'm a soup natic. Amen. Jacob had the best pot of soup in town. And his brother came from hunting and felt like he was going to die if he didn't get a cup of that soup. And so he said, I'm at the point of dying. I want to tell you, friend, don't let the devil use your need to overthrow you. Don't let Satan use your greatest need because you're the Father in heaven that knows what you have need of. And Jacob saw an opportunity when he realized that desperation set in the heart of Esau. And Esau looked like he was ready to make a bargain. And Jacob said, I will give you a pot of soup if you will give me your birthright. Don't sell it. Don't even think of it. Don't even barter. Take a walk and keep your soup. That's not what he said. When the five senses prevail against your conscience, you're in trouble. And so the Bible said, he made a deal. And he said, all right, I'll give you my birthright because he could not see his birthright. He couldn't see it written down. He couldn't, it was not tangible. He was in the fuzzy realm of the spiritual. Do not let the natural steal the spiritual. Don't let the carnal rob you of eternity. Praise ye the Lord. But Jacob just desired to have it. And he realized that there's more to it than that guy realized. And Esau did not know what he had. I'm telling you, friend, if you don't know what you have, somebody will come by and barter with you and take it off you and leave you taken. There's always somebody, you know, they got these guys on radios and TV want to offer you all these little fancy stuff. I tell my mother-in-law, tell them to take a jump off Niagara, give them the direction, tell them to jump right off it, and go down and they'll come back up. But don't make no deal with them. They're not in your best interest. They want to clean your plow. Amen. And they figure once you're 60 or dumb, then you're wrong, friend. No, these gray hair mean something. Hallelujah. It means you've been through a lot of stuff you had experience. Amen. Praise God. Anyway, he said, look, sell it to me. So all right. So he sold it. And he ate it and walked away like nothing happened. God was watching. Okay. God will honor the decision you make. Whether it be good or bad, He will honor it. If you want leeks and garlics, that's what you get. If you want manna, that's what you get. If you want the ditch, that's what you get. You make a bad deal, you get a bad deal. You sell out cheap, you're going to lose out cheap. There's some things you just don't sell. Some things, it's too much to sell. I don't care how desperate you are, it's not for sale. Oh, when I was in Africa, I saw, I saw in, in, uh, 
in the, 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 the people's home some, some stake. It says, this home not for sale. I thought, that's backward to what they do in North America. In Nigeria, that's what they had there. I said, well, well, missionary, why do they do that? He said, oh, sometimes people will sell your house while you're living in it. Doesn't even belong to them. <laughs> and they come and sell your home, and they still supposed to move out. I own this house. So they put a, a sign that it's not for sale. So if you have any transaction that includes this place, you got the wrong deal. It's not for sale. It's about time you put a sign up, honey, and said, purchase, not for sale. I am not going to trade this. I know what I have. I know the value of it. I am value of what I got. And I'm not so desperate. I'm going to sell it out cheap. Amen. Praise God. But Esau sold out. And Jacob took it off him. Now he wants to kill Jacob for what he just did. And Jacob said, well, it wasn't my fault. You sold it to me. And I bought it off you. Hello. The pastor was telling me a while ago, he got a land for sale. He wants to buy a, 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 a new building somewhere. And he put it up for 800000 He thought, I'll never get that. A phone call came to him and said, Now, sir, I heard you're selling your land for $1.3 million. Oh, no, $1.6 million, rather. I'll give you 1.3 cash. He said, let me think of it. He ain't thinking nothing. He said, yes, you have it. He said, I never told anybody that I want 1.3 or 1.6 for it. I don't know where it came from, but I said, I grabbed the offer and I ran with it. I want to tell you, church, if you want to sell cheap, someone will get it off you. Hello. But here, here is Esau selling it out, and now he wants it back. Let me tell you, there's something you sell, you can't get it back. Opportunity will punish you for not taking the chance and grab a hold of it. And so he sold it, now you want it back. He said, you can't have it back. You just can't have it back. And so... He said, I'm going to kill my brother when he when I got a chance. So he took off running. And while Jacob was running from his brother, looking for a new life, God had a plan. You know, people call Jacob a crook, a stealer, whatever. No, he was a good bargain finder. He knew where the bargain was. He knew how to bargain. Amen. And he saw an opportunity, and he snatched it. And he grabbed it. He was an opportunist. And God loved an opportunist. Amen. And so Jacob is running, and, and then he got so tired and so weary because he's got no donkey, he's poor, and then he wants to sleep. Picked up a stone. So innocently picked up that stone, put that stone down. Church, that's not a postopedic bed. That's not the best pillar in town, friend. But that's all there was. A whole rock. And he put his head on that. My God, this guy got a rock head and a rock. I mean, what kind of head does he have? Put his head on a rock and start sleeping. But he starts sleeping. And while he's sleeping, God gave him a dream. In that dream, God showed him a ladder. 
from earth to heaven. On that ladder, he saw angels ascending and descending. <laughs> Can you imagine that? In the midnight. That's no horror dream. It's a heavenly vision. And he looked up and he sees the Almighty God at the top. And he realized he's at the bottom. And then God began to thunder some promises to him. Bill, here's what God said to him. Jacob, here's the ladder for your success. I know you're looking for a new life. I know you came here looking for a better life. I know you're looking for where you were. There's no hope there. But death and distress and discontentment and discouragement. And so I know you're on this journey looking for something better. And I'm going to make you an offer. Here is a ladder. And if you want to, you can climb up this ladder. And you don't have to stay at the bottom of the rung, but you can come past the angels and come past and be where right I'm at, and you can be in heaven right where I'm at. God said, look, this rock that you have for your pillar, I want to become a pillar in your life. And God said, look, I'm going to make you a promise. The very land you're on, I'm going to give it to you. Can you imagine God giving you that you didn't ask for? You didn't even ask for it. And God's going to give it to you. Hey, recognize where you are. Recognize who you're dealing with. Recognize who's talking to you. I'm dealing with somebody whose promises are yes and amen. I'm talking to somebody to tell you that God's promises are not slack. Like men count slackness. When God makes a promise, He will perform it. When God gives you a promise, you can hang on to it, baby. It will come to pass. He wants you to believe it. Hallelujah! Your dream will become a reality. Jacob, I'm going to give you a letter from earth to heaven. You're going to have success if you want it. Hallelujah. And this land is yours. Not only am I going to bless you, Jacob, I'm going to bless you and then your seed and your children, 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 children. He said, I'm going to bless you going in the east, in the west, and the north, and the south. I mean, I'm going to hand you in with blessings. I'm going to surround you. He said, wherever you go, I'm going to be there with you. Can you imagine God give you a blank check? Wherever you go, I'm going to be there with you. I don't care where you are, I'm going to be there for you. Uh, I'm trying to tell somebody, I kind of like the idea of the angel of God encamping around me. I kind of like the God put an edge around my life. You need to realize you're in the right place at the right time. And God has brought you to this moment in your life. But you need to know it. It's not good enough for God to offer it. You need to realize there's an offer you can't refuse. There's a place you must not leave. Here is something I want to give you. You must not turn down. And it says, the land is yours. And I'm going to spread you like a green branch. I'm going to spread you with blessing. And in you, in all the families of the earth, are going to be blessed because of you. I mean, everything you touch. Oh, when I was in the world, I watched a movie called Goldfinger. 
you know, I, to the airport, I said to my wife, I'm so glad we don't wear jewelry. Can look at that, honey? I'd have to buy your ring. And she said, oh, yeah, you're going to buy me a dress, though. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> but I anticipate it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for those pretty names. I can't call them. I'm going to call them again. Those names out there. Boy, boy. When women, women have one cardinal sin. Shop, shop, shop. There's no deliverance from that. There is no deliverance from it. It's just a cardinal sin. Amen. But God says, all the family will be blessed because of you. Church, you know on your job, your company is blessed because of you. When you walk in that company, the blessings follow you. When you leave, it leaves with you. Hello. Hallelujah. When you go somewhere, God go with you. When you go in that airplane, God goes in the airplane. He said, move over, pilot. I'm in charge. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling the truth right now. And I said, Jacob, I'm going to be with you no matter where you go. And I will not leave thee. Somebody to hear this. I will not leave thee until I perform all that I have promised thee. What a statement. God said, I am not going to stop talking to you until everything I promised you materialize. I could hear him saying, Oh, if Esau could see me now. Amen. And then, you know, I've had a dream and I wish I didn't wake up. I've had those dreams. I had them several times. I had lots of money. I woke up like this. On the fight, I have everything but money. Hallelujah. It's all gone. Amen. Hallelujah. I've also had a dream. I won the, the, the winning numbers. I don't want to tell it to you because you can buy it. But I know I, I dreamt it. But if you do win, I'll take the tithe. <laughs> Don't tell where you got it from. <laughs> Just pay and shut up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Please don't go do that, folks. <laughs> don't do it. Amen. But say, I won't leave thee and I won't forsake thee. Where were you going to be? The church? What a situation. Running, looking for a better life. And run in the company of angels. Where God showed you a vision. I want to ask you right now, is there anybody in this building you're here today because you're looking for a different life? One, two. You got your answer. You're in the right place. But don't say like Jacob. Hallelujah. This is the gate to heaven and I didn't know it. That's the sad part. He did not know the place where he dwelt is where he'd be blessed. Now, all those vows he made to God were not necessary. God didn't ask him to reciprocate with any promises. God made him unconditional promises. God said, I will do these things. I'm going to do these things. And Jacob, here they are. And God asked him for nothing. I, if, if you do this, I will do it. And if you do well, God, don't say, if God says, He will. There's no if with God. There's God said, I will. There's no but with God. There is, I will, I will. Somebody has to realize where you are and who you are, and you're in the right place for God to bless you. 
You're in the right place for God to prosper you. You're in the right place for God to put you on the ladder of success. Honey, you can leave earth when you're done and go to heaven when it's all over if you realize where you are. Woo! Woo, hallelujah. I watched a lady. She had a house. I never slept in that house, but I've been there. I said, I don't want to go back to that house. because It's too beautiful. It's just too nice. Now, church, she's a nice lady. That's that person's lady. And she passed away. But everything is so immaculate. There is no dust. There's no nothing. And it, it's, everything is just brand spanking new for all the years she had. And I thought that I'm not the only person who felt that way. But, you know, when she died, others came by, and they spilled water where she wouldn't have you dare drop water. They walked in with mud where she wouldn't allow mud to come in. And they did all the things that she would never allow. It taught me one thing. You came in this world, you own nothing. And when you leave, some dummy going to take what you preserve. And make a wreck of it. So you might as well have a good go at it. I tell my wife, don't you ever take me to a cheap hotel. I'm not going to go there. Don't even ask me the price. Don't even ask me the cost. Because I'm going to go. And I'm going to stay there. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. I'd rather I have it than the taxman have it. Hello? Hello? If I want that shoes, I'm going to wear that shoes. If it don't fit, I'll slit it and wear it. Amen. The pants don't fit, I'll, I'll pull it on. And I'm going, to, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. Some folks say, I won't wear a mink coat. If you can't wear a mink coat, buy it. You know what? Because when you die, you can't take it with you. So enjoy the fruit of your labor. Hello. It's the honest truth. Some folks say, I can't go because I can't afford it. I say, you can't afford not to afford it. Well, 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 nothing. Well, so i got to go in debt to the, Go in debt to the enjoy it. Go enjoy somebody else's money. Go have fun on it. Borrow it and do it. It's true. Well, if you don't, they're going to borrow yours and make fun off your money. Just go have fun. It's the truth. Amen. Because everybody later on is going to reap what you sow and take it from you. Now, here is Jacob. Jacob is in the situation here. And he said, God, I'm going to make you a vow. And he vowed a vow. If God would be with me, what do you mean if he's going to be with you? He said, I'll be with you. What do you mean if God would be with me? And if God would keep me, he said, I will keep you all the way. What do you mean if God will? That's a dumb statement. And God, if you give me food and bread and raiment, what are you talking about? God said, we're the best here from the east, the west, the north, and the south. Hello? And they said, look, and if you bring me back in peace, God said, I'll be there for you. I'm going to protect you. And when your life is over, there's a ladder. Come up to heaven. So what's your problem, Jacob? He said, this is a dreadful place. No, it's a delightful place. I didn't know it. I'm trying to tell somebody, church, you are in the right place right now. For God to give you His ultimate best. Maybe you want a change of life. 
Maybe you want to change the scenery. And I'm telling you, God brought you here to bless you. God brought you here, amen, to prosper you. God brought you here to give you promises. God's trying to reach you. What's wrong with you? Why don't you wake up and realize this is the place. Now is the time. I am here. And God brought me here to do something different and special in my life. What's wrong with you? Get a revelation. So many people. When I left Florida, I left there almost half crying and half laughing. My wife probably got bored with me talking like this. I said, honey, whoever brought me to church, I thank them so much. I am so thankful. I didn't know how lost I was. And I didn't know how blessed I would have been. And now that I'm blessed, and I'm looking back, when my soul looked back from the pits that He brought me out, and the pelts that I'm in now, what can I say? What can I offer to God for all the benefits of being a child of God? I'm telling the church, I begin to feel the Holy Ghost. And I realize I got the truth. And I realize after I finish enjoy my vacations on land, when I first go to all of my Disneyland, when I first go to all these holiday camps, and life is over, there's paradise to follow. Oh, church! But I realize I'm in the right place. He didn't call me for my money. Didn't call me for my education. He called me when I was looking for a new life. A better life. When I had nothing to offer but brokenness and strife. He gave me something beautiful in my life. I'm trying to tell you, I recognize I'm in the right place. In the right arms of God. And then I found out I got the true God. Somebody needs to realize you are in the right place. Don't you know it? Don't you feel it? Can't you tell it? Can't you see it? Can't you receive it? You are in the right place at the right time. Come on, Jacob. 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 I'm not doing it because you're worthy. But I chose to love you. You ain't choosing me. I chose you. I chose to bring you this far. Hallelujah. Had he stayed home with Esau, he wouldn't have had this vision. Crisis brought you to Christ. Thank God for your troubles. Because God can turn your mess into a message. And the... the, the Hallelujah. I said, God can take your troubles and turn into treasures. When He found me, I was in trouble. But now that He owned me, I got treasures. Come on, somebody. Everybody in this church has a promise. And the Word of God said, I will not leave you 
until I fulfill it. Can you believe it? He said, I will not forsake you until I bring it to pass. And when it's all over, you got heaven to go to and continue the blessing. Somebody needs to realize I'm in the right place. God brought me here to bless me. Woo! Thank God. He said, Jacob, this is the gate. Personally, I don't think Jacob needs to go down to Laban. He said, stop right there. You know, my father used to, was in England. My father's a great man. I didn't know it until he died. What a shame. What a shame. That's the honest truth. My father never smiled that much, but he loved deep. He was a real man. My father, if he had to street the gutter, he would just to feed his family. He loved my mother so much that he spoiled her so she can't even drive. <laughs> he left her handicapped socially because he wouldn't make her do anything. He did all for her. Well, sorry, honey, you have to learn to drive. <laughs> but, you know, my dad left the Caribbean, went to England, looked for a church, couldn't find one, so he started one. It's going great today. Everywhere I go across the world, England, you name it, Europe, Caribbean, that said, your dad, in your father's house. Is that right, Mr. Neil? Everywhere I go, in your father's house. Then he moved to Canada. He went to Kitchener, somewhere down there, lived. He said, I don't want my family raised up here. No way. And he moved from there, went to Hamilton. No, I don't want to come here. He moved to Edmonton. And we moved to Edmonton. He said, yeah, I want my family there. And friend, when he moved there, he looked for a church, couldn't find the church. And then the church in his house. And one day, a man of God driving through this city, looking for a one this church, couldn't find one. And when he, when he went to that booth, he left fling-flong. Wherever a fling flong was, I don't know where fling flong is or was. <laughs> but man, so I'll learn later. He's listening to the phone. There's no one in this church here. And God says, Sir, this is the place. This is the place. Now you all, the church. I was at a board meeting, and I saw in that board meeting of ministers my pastor first. Missionary support from home missions. The year he wrote and said, I'm in this city, and it seemed like nobody wanted the truth. <laughs> they wanted to have their own way. He had to get a report to UPCI for the money he gets to support that church, which he told me about later on how he got it. But he said, The numbers have gone down because nobody. Love the truth like they should. I'm sure today it's not the same. But those people did not know what they were giving up. We were looking for. What you're turning down right now, somebody else are waiting 
to sit where you sit right now. Somebody is waiting for the same. I don't know who those people were that didn't want to hear what he had to say. But friend, when I finally, when he met me, I said to my parents, he can't meet my parents. And they check out the message. Oh, you got one. Said, yeah. He said to me as a young boy in my early 20s, what about you? I said, I'm not ready yet, but if I come, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'll stay. But I'm not ready. I have no idea what I'm turning down. Never ask your kids, do you want to go to Sunday school? They don't know what they're turning down. And even adults don't know what they're saying no to when you say, I'm not going to church. You don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're doing when you reject this truth. You don't realize what you get your best chance you ever had. The greatest blessing you can ever have in your life. You don't even realize what you're doing. And too bad, folks are going to learn in the grave. And that's why I cried all the time. Because I was ignorant of the opportunity I had in my hand. This is my third chance. A chance in Jamaica, and I turned it down. A chance in England, and I turned it down. Now, one more chance in Canada, and God said, that's your last chance. And I said, oh, but I got this time. And church... I must, I must confess to you. It's in Mount Mary I learned the word trials. I didn't know that word existed. The people I pastor let me learn that. They were all young people when I first started. But I'm going to tell you, friends, my worst day in church was always better than my finest day on the dance floor. I've never had one bad day in church. Never! I don't know what a bad day is in Pentecost. All I have is the overwhelming embarrassment of the goodness of God. And I feel like David said, God, why have you chosen me? Miss Faber said, put it this way, I'm just a dead dog. Why do you invite me to your table? An ex-enemy of the cross. Why would you want me? But his banner over us was love. Jacob went down to Laban and was humiliated, robbed, deceived, beaten up, and ended up running for his life. But the goodness of God said, Jacob, go back to the place of the anointed rock. I love this church. I, I love this church because this is where God made the promises to me. It is fulfill them all. You know, when my, when my wife was going back Somewhere, where are you going, honey? Do you see your mom? Amen. I live in the church house over there. I can do what promises, you know. Promises. God always kept His promises. I remember one day God said to me, I took her to the airport. I said, Bye, honey. She went to see her mom. And uh, she do not know why I cried all the way back home. She wasn't crying. She was happy under her mom. But I was crying going home without my wife. You know, I was crying going home. Poor me, alone. I can tell what Joel's going through. I know the problems. But you know, church, 
And God says, Hey, Trevor, I got a house for you. I line up. Oh, here I am, abandoned by my wife. I'm going home crying. And God said, I got a house for you. I said, Where is it? He says, It's in the city here. <laughs> but where? I said, Honey, God said, There's a house for me here somewhere. Make a long story short, every preacher that came in my life, I take and I showed them where the house was. Now, church, when I was in sin, the only thing I owned was debt. Unemployment. Hangovers. Headaches. Hacking cigarette coughs. You think I'm bad now? I was worse than that. Hello? Always hacking. Hello? I'm, I, I had more people than a bullfrog had on his back. They were all my face, all my body. But in Jesus, I come to Jesus, and I thought it's all about sin. But no, it's, the preacher didn't tell me how good it would be. Hello? I'm right there somebody. You have not lived yet until you try this. You have not lived until you open your heart to Jesus. And I promise you, I'd give you your money back if it doesn't work. Because this thing pays a hundredfold in an endless day. You will never be sorry. I found the gate to God. Only few, but I found out the few was true. I found the pearl of great price. I now own it. Hello? I found the hidden treasure. I'm now drinking the new wine. I changed the labels. I now put on a new garment. I can walk with my head up and no longer with shame. But the sad thing was, Jacob did not know it. Bethlehem means the house of God. This morning I was praying and it shot me in church today. This was morning. God said, did you know that was the very spot where Lot stood and walked away? and went down to Sodom. Bethel meant the house of God. And he stood between Bethel and Ahai, which means the house of ruin, and made a terrible, fatal flaw decision. Husbands, if you're unsaved and you have a saved wife, you better be happy. Because of her, Romans chapter 6 and 7 says, You are protected by God for her sake. Wives, if you have a safe husband, Romans chapter 6, go read first up. Are you Corinthians? Sorry. 1 Corinthians 6 and 7 says, You are protected because you are set apart for special favor. Think about it. I, as a child or as a sinner, was set apart for special blessing because my mother and my father lived for God. He kept me out of horrible pits. He put me from dangers and from being hurt by strangers. He kept me from the claws of death and hell all because of a praying mother, a praying father, or a praying wife, or a praying husband. 
You better thank Paul and know what you've got. And don't get rid of it because it's going to be a house of ruin. Rachel married into a promise. So did Leah. Because they didn't have the promise at all. It was Jacob that had it. And he went through the seed. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody, know what you have. Know what you have. Hallelujah. I don't mind telling and confessing to you. My wife don't know what drunkenness is or smoking cigarettes and dope and all that stuff. I don't deserve marrying a girl like that, but I end up with one like that. Hallelujah. That's a good this from God. Amen. She just don't know what she ended up with when she got me. <laughs> and I won't make her any wiser either. Keep her in the dark. But she's going to hell. She's going to Bethlehem. She's going to discover. The Bethlehem means bread, house, and light. Hallelujah. I told when I proposed to my wife, I said, God, blind her so she can't see how ugly I am. Because there's some guys there, straight nose, but not straight lights. Hello? Hello? We were at that this marriage retreat, and this girl, she was so beautiful. My wife and I sat there and said, I said, man, you are from the Middle East. She says, yeah. I said, I can tell you're an Egyptian. He says, yeah. I says, what do you and us Afro-American have in common? He says, nose and posterior. <laughs> I said, you said it right. And she went out, yes. <laughs> and she was right on. <laughs> we sinners have a lot in common. A bad life. But when you meet Jesus Christ, the gate to heaven is a plow salvation. Church, do you realize when I hear these false prophets give the wrong message in the wrong direction, I thank God for preachers. I thank God for teachers. I thank God for apostles. I thank God for prophets in the church that shows me the right way. Thank God I've got the gate to heaven and I'm on my way for real. I thank God that I found the real power. It's not a counterfeit. It is precious in my eyes. Truth is dear. Truth is wonderful. Truth must not be compromised. Thank God for holiness that we can treasure in our lives. Thank God for new wine. Oh, God Almighty, come on, somebody. I'm so glad I got the Jenning speaking in tongues. The Jenning water baptism. The real God. The real garment. I've learned and thank God for it. I didn't know these fine prints were in the Bible. But after I got saved, I realized afterward how blessed I am. Because it is written, except I be converted, I'll perish. Except I repent, I would perish. Except I be born again, I couldn't enter the kingdom of God or see it. And I found out I've met all the exception clause. Thank God. I didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, I was in the right place at the right time, heard the right message, and the right God. Thank God I got a pillar of the faith. It's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell somebody, recognize what you got. And thank God for it. Before we close, Jacob, okay, church, don't worry about Esau. 
focus on the ladder. When Saul blesses, when he says, like, Sam and Cease are going to bless you down here. When I'm done with you down here, I'm going to take you up there to the next level. Come on, church. Anybody thankful? Come here, Caleb. Come. Come here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Michael, come here, Michael. I once was your age, belonging to one that's Pentecostal parents, and did not know what I have. I heard them preach, I heard them teach, but never fully understood the depth and the genuineness of what I had. I did not realize how blessed I was to God and the parents. I didn't realize any difference between me being in prison or bringing the palace of the Lord. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that they kept me from the gallows and gangs. They're praying. Because I would have joined them. I would have gone that route. Because to me that life seemed very flamboyant. You know, when I was a kid, I couldn't go anywhere. I thought they were mean. I thought they were horrible. But when I grew up, I realized, no, they kept me from the mouth of the serpent. Then I look back when it's almost too late to thank them. I told my mom, Mr. Mom, you're the sweetest mom above all mothers. You know why I say that? Because now I understand what she was doing when she was praying, when she was touching God. I did not know I was in the right place. I was in church. We're just another religion. But I realized later on, amen, they came from false doctrine. Hallelujah. False belief, false whatever. Now I can say, Oh God, after the way the sub called heresy, so worship I the God of my mommy and my daddy. And I thank God. Preachers are a wonderful gift from God. God bless you. Church, tell your kids, don't apologize. For your dress code. Don't apologize for going to a little church down there that nobody wants to go to. Tell them the gates here have significance. And will accept no substitute. Tell them the church right here is a pearl of great price. It's beautiful. We will not sell it for imitation. You tell your kids and your children, children, what you have is a treasure. And you will not sell it for a counterfeit. You tell your kids that this is a special wine. It's not diluted. It's not intoxicating, my friend. It's refreshing. It came from the the poor of the Lord Jesus. You tell your kids, my friend, the fabric of what you wear. Oh, hallelujah. It's from God. It's the king's garment. Be a proud owner of Pentecostalism. Be a proud owner of the Godness message. Be a proud owner of the one true gospel. Be a proud owner of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Be a proud owner of one God, one faith, one baptism. Be proud that you're built upon the solid foundation. Be proud that you're baptized in Jesus' name. And when it's all over, you're going up to heaven. But my message to you is, you don't have to wait for the rapture to be blessed. 
I will bless you coming in and bless you going out. Jacob, I'll be with you wherever you go. I'm going to stand with you. When you go through your trials, i got some news for some people here. There's some people here waiting, waiting on God for promises. And you, like Jacob, somebody stole your Joseph. Somebody stole your Joseph. Huh? And brought to you some false blood and show you and said, your dream is dead. Your wonder boy is dead. And you start believing a lie. And you bought into a lie. He's not dead. That's not his blood you're looking at. It's some pseudo blood they're trying to trick you. In church, here's what's interesting now. Church, all the time you believe a lie. And God knows you believe a lie. You believe what they showed you is how it is. And God said, that's not how it is. The devil wants you to see because your eyes affect your heart. But what you don't see is going to affect your soul. Mm. And the Bible said, God just kept quiet while you frustrate over a lie. And for 18 years, God allowed Joseph to be going through what he's going through. Hello? Why didn't God come and say, Jacob, I know your son isn't dead. He's alive. I know where he's at. Why didn't God say that? Number one, God didn't want to frustrate him with all the trials he's going through. Hello? And God wanted to perfect the faith that was in this man. And God waited. But all the time, God is with the answer, Joseph. Hello? I say, God, I already got your solution ready. I've seen your answer somewhere. Your answer is sitting down, waiting, but God, block your eyes so you can't see it. Your eyes are blocked. Nobody saw the day when I'd be saved. And the person you think will not be saved, you have not seen the day because God didn't show the calendar. But He has a calendar. Hallelujah. And when Jacob gave up and thought, I'm going to go to my grave and never see my dream come through. And one day, a guy said, come on, Jacob. Get off that bed of sorrow and look out the window. What do you see? I see. I see camel. Does that mean anything to you? No. Look at all the beauty. You see anything out there? No. Just, what are those for? Joseph sent to show you I'm alive. You thought because time has gone by and you have not received what God promised you, you think it's dead. But I'll tell you, church, when Joseph saw the camels and the glory witness from Egypt, from Joseph, his son, it overrides the lies his son's brother showed him. Let's stand. Somebody here is step right in. Right now. I'm offering you a kingdom, the pearl of kingdom, and the treasure and the wine. Why didn't God tell Jacob, Joseph is not dead? Why didn't God come and tell you, hey, I've seen the answer down the road, and I know it's going to be there for you, just hang on. But 
He knows if you trust Him. You are going to realize you're in the right place. Lot went down to Sodom. He left the spot where God talked to Jacob. But Abraham stood right there. Church, you stay in the church. And I promise you, you will not see grave until every promise God made is fulfilled. So help me God. I'm telling you right now, on behalf of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak for Him. Anybody in this church with a promise, it's a word from God. You will see the, the fulfillment and the materialization of that dream and that vision because God don't lie. But you need to know where you are. You are standing on holy ground. And there are angels all around. Would you bow your head right now? I am not through. But I want to emphasize one thing. Jacob, Sister Kim, everything he earned at Laban's house was not good enough to solve his problem. Hello. He had wives. He had children. He had cows. He had cattle, sheep, and you name it. One thing he didn't have was hogs and pigs. From Marlon, but he had to send him all the way and stripped himself and get back to the place where he met God. God said, go back to the place where I show you the ladder. You should have stayed there because the blessings is right here in the house. God brought you here. I just feel it right now. You want a change in life. And I'm showing you a ladder and promises. But if you will stay right here and never leave, everything God promised Jacob is yours. Everything. You could have success, prosperity, finance, homes and blessings. And reward beyond your imagination. And I promise you'll come back as a pastor. I will tithe on everything I got. I will tithe out to my grassroots. I will tithe like I wouldn't tithe before. I'm going to give, give, give because I'm so overwhelmed with blessings. I'm trying to tell somebody God brought you here to bless you, brother. He wants to bless you and raise you up. But don't leave this place, Mama. It's a place of blessing. He brought you here to lift you up high and to give you a treasure that you'll never find anywhere else. You have come to the house of God, Bethel. Jesus, now we are standing in His presence on home.